You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. It's me, Alfie. Uh, the new season is upon us, and that means new podcasts. What I'm going to say is this is a special podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is lead-centric. Now, if you're like me and you have a certain level of ignorance towards football, outside your own club or below the Premier League, when new clubs come into the Premier League, uh, we want to know what their players are like because they're normally quite cheap in the old fantasy world. So I thought, what better way to investigate this than to get my mate Phil, Phil Dorks, who's a, a sports journalist, and he's also a massive Leeds fan. Now, don't hold that against him. Sometimes they come in useful, and sometimes it's for podcasts such as this. So I thought I'd ring him up and get his lowdown on where basically the value is going to be. Because there's going to be some value, and I think Leeds might surprise a few people. So we need to know, don't we? And that's about it, really. So this is a one-off podcast. Um, we will be releasing other podcasts throughout the year. There'll be one FPL one and one draft one. But uh, I'll bore you with that another time. Uh, in the meantime, listen to Phil. He's a very lovely, knowledgeable guy. And he's good fun. Um, but he is from up north. Just to warn you. Okay, so if there's any kids in the room, just, you know, you might want to cover their ears because he will have a northern accent. Okay, let's listen. Mate, you're in the Prem. I know, happened. we made it. We you're suddenly, it. you're relevant as a fan now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, as any self-respecting Leeds fan would tell you, you know, we've always been a big club. As you know, we're, we're, we're a huge sleeping giant of a club. Um, but it does feel, I mean, I, I've got this kind of, it's a double, of a double-edged sword, really, because, I, you know, you spent we, we spent 16 years of trying to battle our way back to relevancy again and being in any way important to your average football fan. But now that we're up here, there's a little bit of me that finds it a, the taste of it all doesn't doesn't sit too well with me. The Premier League and all its money and VAR and all of the fucking bollocks that you get with the Premier League, it, it just doesn't sit all that well. No, we've with discussed me. this before, isn't it? I think as a Portsmouth fan, we were on the same page, really, in the fact that I'm quite happy as long as my club is secure and it's well run and yeah. it's good to watch, which Pompey are definitely not at the moment. I'd much rather have that rather than all this nonsense about the Premier League. My only hope is that, to some degree, Leeds managed to... And I hope that, that like it suggests as though the fans are going to be able to at least preserve a bit of the old-school Leeds about them. I just hope it'd be nice if Leeds came in and boiled a bit of piss and just upset a few people, because that's kind of what we're good at. So I kind of hope that we do that. And so when we come up and play, we play Liverpool first up and... And we'll play Man United. I think it's is it December. I think we play Man United. But like these these games, when they come along, I just hope that we piss a few people off. Really, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Number one, Bielsa, of course. Yeah. As a football purist geek, uh, I can't wait to see that in the Premier League. Um, and also it means that when you do go and play the bigger sides, you will have a genuine 
go and you'll have a genuine uh, sort of a chance at getting results i think well you know. th- this is the this is the big difference i mean we will go on to talk about this obviously a little bit but the 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 thing about the leads that are coming up now is that we have the capacity to ca- kind of like get a bit of begrudging respect from people mm. this season i think yeah, if we yeah. could like there'll be some teams that come up and they'll have a manager that maybe isn't quite as um as enigmatic or as attractive as the one that that we've managed to to get hold of this time round but i i think there'll be a few people might might just begrudgingly quite like us this season because like you say we we will have a go because that he doesn't do anything else Bill. so he doesn't he doesn't take his foot off the gas he's not a kind of manager who'll be pragmatic he will go at teams and it won't be it won't matter whether it's Anfield on the first day of the season or home against Fulham the next week, he'll he'll try and do the same thing. And he has the nails to do it as well. It won't just well, be yeah, exactly. get up and out, but it will have an actual game plan as well. I mean, yeah, people might actually like Leeds. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's a bit like last season when everyone liked Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, well, so, they've blown that, haven't they? What, what's, what's going on here? Why do I like Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. They've blown out of the water. All it took was 200 million to make people realise, no, actually, we hated Chelsea all along. <laughs> Um, right, so let's talk Leeds because in the fantasy football world, I mean, we, me, uh, myself, and you, we do uh, we do draft fantasy predominantly. I do yeah. FPL. You've obviously got an FPL team as well, uh, and in both formats, there's going to be value in Leeds United. So rather than just try and guess, I thought I'll call you up. <laughs> Phil's yeah. a dirty Leeds supporter. <laughs> He'll know. So do you know, or do you have an inkling? I can, I can, I think I can provide an educated guess. Educated guess. As, that made, that's to, good enough for this where, podcast. Yeah, as to where the kind of value might be for Leeds, but as as you said, this is there are there are really tricky side to kind of nail down from a fantasy point of. I mean, in general terms, there are tricky side to nail down because to, I've seen predictions about where Leeds are going to be in the table, ranging from like on the cusp of the top six or like finishing top 10 to anywhere in the bottom half of the table. So I think there is a degree of kind of what, what is going to happen with Leeds this season? Cause we could be brilliant or we could be, it could be an absolute disaster. And I think that that exists in the same way when you're talking about fantasy football, because there is a, there is a lot, there's a lot more questions than answers as far as we're concerned. I think from a fantasy football point of view, but that's good because I can ask all the questions. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, I would go for it. Now let's let's uh, talk first of all. My favourite uh, discussion point on fantasy is defence. Love yeah. those clean sheets. Leeds, yeah. I think uh, the consen- consensus is uh, for those in the know that they'll surprise a lot of teams and they will keep a lot of clean sheets. Uh, well, I mean, on the evidence of the championship. We we are certainly capable of doing that. Um, I, I think the idea it's it's a bit of a misconception about this because I think the the idea of Bielsa and the idea of Leeds under him is that we're very very front foot and very attacking, which is very true. But what that doesn't come at is at the expense. We're not like Keegan style where it's you score <laughs> you score three, we'll score four. It's not like that. We're, we're very much a get on the ball, starve the other team of possession. Uh, and and not allow other teams to get at us or get into dangerous places against us. Now, I know every team, to some degree, sets up to do that, but Leeds are very efficient Mm. at achieving it. And they certainly were in the championship. Granted, what you've got to always 
Judge, and this is always going to be the thing when you approach any promoted team, is that you're talking about a huge hike in quality from the Championship to the Premier League. So inevitably, coming up against better players means that we're probably going to um, we're probably going to get hit hard by a few teams. That's inevitable. I think you have to accept you're going to take it on the chin, and we're probably going to get hit hard by a few teams along the way. But I still think there's some value to be added in our defence in keeping clean sheets for sure. Mm. And the goalkeeper, because I was discussing with Will on another recording, because um, you are not Casillas. What's his name? Casilla. Casilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, he he's not going to be your number one. The other guy is, right? I don't think so. I, I would guess that Melier will be our first right. choice keeper. He's the one that, that st- barring one game, he was the one who started all of our post-lockdown games. Um because Casillo was banned for um, racism, I, I, yeah. Well, yes. Well, he got. I mean, he, he's not alleged racism. He was. He got. He got he banned got for being. Yeah, but he got convicted of being a racist, basically for using the problem. The, the value is probable doubt that he did say the things that Jonathan Lecco suggested. He did so he got banned. But the the reality. I mean, I would, in an ideal world, personally, and this is from a moral point of view as much as a football point of view. I. Don't think, I wouldn't really want Casilla in at Leeds no. anymore. I, I wish they'd sold him in the summer. And I guess there's still a chance that might happen. Um, I hope that Melier, and I suspect that Melier will be the one that will start the season. Um, in that. And he's, he's only a young kid. He's, he's like France under 21. Oh, so right, he's, okay. far, he's far from like the finished product, but he's, he's a very talented young keeper. And he's part of a well-drilled defence. Yeah, I mean, we, we kept 20... What is it? Forty-six games in the championship. We kept a clean sheet in twenty-two of them wow. last season, which is pretty. You know, it's pretty, pretty healthy. It's pretty, I think it's the best in the best in the league in is terms it, of clean sheet. Would that be your home games then, more often than not? Um, not yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would I would think that probably the the majority of the or the, or the percentage wise will be greater mm. for home games. But but it wasn't not not necessarily. I mean, we weren't we didn't ship a lot of goals. Full stop. Really, when we work on it, I can't think of any team that hit us for more than two. To be honest, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, um, Cardiff drew. We, we drew three three with Cardiff once, didn't we? but I don't think many other teams hit us hard at all. Mm. We were really, really tough. And we, our, I know that these. This is kind of like a, it's a questionable metric in a lot of respects. But our like kind of expected goals against was really, really low. We 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 felt like a lot of times that we we got punished slightly unfair like team we'd play teams and we concede from from like either their just their one shot on target in the whole game or or that we'd concede two and yeah, from their two shots on target and it, there was an expert it seemed like a a kind of ludicrous you didn't uh, like see statistic. big chances you just no it, no exactly football like just happened basically exactly yeah and, and it felt like a massive statistical anomaly that we conceded some of the goals that we did but no we, we were really tight at the back and and um the 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 one thing you got to factor into that is that our the, the one defender we had that played all of our games last mm. season is no longer at the club. Mm. He's he's back at Brighton now. He's Ben, ben White. White. Yeah, ben yeah White. Who, who is a brilliant. I mean, at that granted, he's not played in the Premier League yet, but he is a he was a superb defender. So for did he last. lead that defense in a way? No, he didn't lead it. No, 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 not at all. He didn't lead it. Uh, Cooper is the is the leader in our central defense. Liam Cooper, who is one of those players that. Um, that, that benefited most, I think, from Bielsa coming in 
because people were, were his nickname before Bielsa came in was League One Liam because he made so many mistakes and everyone thought, oh, he's, that's his level, League One. Oh, uh, I read about, sorry, this is the guy I read about, yeah. So when Bielsa came in, because you had Pontus Janssen there, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a Janssen fan's favourite. He wasn't, yeah, yeah. When but he, Bielsa when, came in and said, no, Liam Cooper's going to be... Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to say he came in and said oh, over Janssen, you know, but he, he turned Cooper into a, a top-level championship defender. Wow. And, he, and he's an international now, plays for Scotland as well now, which granted he's not... <laughs> You know, so he's not, playing four now. Not, yeah. yeah, it's not a huge seal of approval, <laughs> but he's uh, he, he, ter- he turned Cooper into one of our players of the last over the last two years, one of our most consistent players, wow. uh, and obviously got rid of Janssen because he was a bit really big bollocks and you know thought he was the man, and that, that's not no, he's not not when Bielsa's at the club. If I, if you're talking defenders, though, like Coop, Cooper's not the value one. I, I yeah, would, I was going to say, would, are we going to talk fullbacks because the fullbacks get forward, right? Yeah, that's where the value is. If you're, if you, I mean, I, I checked out um, like FPL in terms of prices, very generous to Leeds players across the board. I think because I don't think we've got a player above six million in the squad, which is really interesting. I mean, it's probably reflective to some extent because our, uh, we're a, they are very much a kind of a unit as opposed to individuals. Yeah. If you, you look at some other teams that have come up, you look at like a Fulham, and it's obvious you pick Mitrovic as like their star player or. You look at West West Brom and you think, oh, well, that Matias Pereira is their best player. And they've, they've just signed Dean Garner that they had last season. They're their best players. But with us, it's not, it doesn't really operate like that. Uh, but fullback is both four and a half million, I think they were, our two main starting fullbacks, who were Luke Ayling on the right. And then Dallas played, Stuart Dallas played most of the season at left back. But they are they are proper like kind of fullbacks come wingbacks really in terms of getting forward. Because you've also got um, Barry Douglas, but he didn't start that much last season. Did no, he? he's 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 a bit. He was a bit in and out. Barry Douglas. He was. He's. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but and he came with a big reputation after helping Wolves get promoted mm. like three years ago. But he never he never really got a run of games under Bielsa. Left back's been a real problem for us because we we kept chopping and changing for a long period of time until Dallas very much just made the place his own, really. Um, D- Dallas is really... Is, what's interesting about it is he's got the capability to be a bit of a Lundstrom this year. Uh, right. And I, I know that's big sort of praise because Lundstrom is the kind of poster boy of fantasy football last year where everyone picked him up for note and he did brilliant stuff. But Dallas has kind of got that capability because he can, he's a... I mean, he's a midfielder by by sort of trade. He's like originally a midfielder, like winger, essentially. And has basically played everywhere for Bielsa Bar being in net, I think. Uh, he's played sort of central midfield on the on both wings, both fullbacks. But what he does do is he gets forward and he's capable of affecting the game in the in, in the opposition half. I mean he scored scored five times last season, got oh, that's right. three assists on top of that. So what you're uh, saying is you you imagine him getting a game somewhere. Yes, Bielsa finds a place for him, like see right, okay. uh, whether that be left back or because there's because we lost White and we've brought in a we've brought a German international in called Robin Koch. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Headline writer's dream of a name, um, but we brought him in. Who's who's? In, I'm guessing in theory he is going to be our starting centre back with Cooper. But knowing what Bielsa's like, he likes this sort of like leading time he doesn't like to throw players in who aren't used to his way of playing he, t- he likes them to get to attuned to it first yeah a bit like Klopp, Klopp's like that isn't he yeah yeah similar sort of I mean it, it's it's a basically the trait of a, of a good manager I think and yeah. wanting the players to know his way of doing things um, so I wouldn't be surprised if 
certainly for the first game of the season, maybe first couple, Luke Ayling will move to centre-back and play alongside Cooper at centre-back, which he's done a few times. Dallas might play right-back and you'll see either um, Alioski or Barry Douglas playing left-back, mm. presumably. So I think that's that's how it might set up. So Ayling might well end up playing centre-back first couple of games before then moving back out, out to right-back. But in terms of banking on a Leeds defender, you suggest that um, Ayling and... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Ayling and Dallas. They're the two that that played the vast majority of games. If Ayling's fit, he's, he's, he'll play. If da- and, and same so with uh, Dallas, I think he played about 40, 40, 44, 45 of the games last year, be it in one position or another. So he really likes him in having him in the side. So yeah, I, I would say if, you, if you're looking for value out of Leeds defenders, then those are the two, Ayling and Dallas. So where's the value in the midfield then? Uh, obviously, there was an England call-up for that. Yeah, What's Calvin that? Phillips. Calvin Phillips. You sound but, like someone just made that footballer's name up. <laughs> yeah, he's a regen. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> the thing the thing about uh, Phillips, I wouldn't, I'd be tempted, well, unless you play that kind of, you know, draft fantasy football where you've got tackles and interceptions yeah. as decent value, I'd probably avoid Phillips. Phillips is not, he's not a goal scorer. He's not going to create assists. He's the man who breaks play up, and mm. and I mean he's brilliant at it, absolutely superb footballer. But he's not going to provide you a lot of value in in like say fantasy Premier League. He's just he'll, he'll play a lot of the games. Well, he'll play every time he's fit, which will bring you points on that front. But he ain't going to score you goals or get you assists to the degree you'd want. Right. So where is the value in the midfield then? Um, it's because you it don't comes... score goal. You don't because you don't. Um, last season you didn't really score a lot of goals from well, the forward we position. Didn't score, did you? We didn't score anywhere near as much as we should have done. This is this is the other big point that you need to factor in about Leeds. It's like whereas whereas you know for an attacking side we're very good at the back, but for an uber attacking side we don't score enough goals <laughs> either. So it's 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 kind of like we've got an incredibly efficient side, but individually. You, you you're often left a bit frustrated by the returns you get from some of the players. Mm. Now the the big caveat you've got to put in uh, with Leeds to some extent is that every pretty much every single game that we played last year, we came up against sides that just sat ridiculously deep and didn't allow us any space. And the whole strategy really playing against us was we'll we'll just dig in, we'll stop Leeds playing, and we'll hit them on the break, and we'll nick one on the break. Now. I don't think that you're going to get as much as that in the Premier League. So we should, in theory, mm, have a bit more space. space. Yeah. yeah, we should have more space to hit side. So in theory, some of the players that played in midfield, particularly the wide players who have in midfield, um, sh- should potentially be able to do... Re- and whether the returns are as good, I don't know, because you talk about a, a step up in quality. But in theory, they should be able to at least operate in circumstances more favourable to them scoring points. Right, OK. And the players that that are probably best to look at in that respect. The two wide players that in theory should get more space would be Costa, Helder Costa, who was, um, he was at Wolves a couple of years ago and then we brought him in last year. Quite an explosive Uh, player, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's he's quick and he's direct. Um, He's frustrating. I mean, this counts the same for both of our wide players because the other one's Jack Harrison, who's on loan from Man City. He's been on loan for the last, well, he's going to be for his third season coming up. Um, they're both very frustrating 
really frustrating because they should chip in with more. They've both got the ability and they both create chances, but they should weigh in with more points than than they do. Um, so so would, you, would it be fair to say they'd be on par with, say, Hernandez of Norwich from last season? Um, I'd argue, I'd, I think they've probably got more potential than, than okay. that. Um, now, you see, I mean, I, if, you, if you're looking for comparisons with players who came up last year, particularly Norwich ones, now, like, interesting, like, Buendia was one of those players who was incredibly frustrating because he he had the potential and had the, the capability to create a lot of chances and, and do a lot of good, but never seemed to really return as much as you were hoping he was going to do. Mm. Um, I think they're kind of in that ballpark, really. Um, but I'm just trying to think what, like, uh, Harrison, yeah, he scored six, you know, he got eight assists last year. Uh, Costa was slightly worse. He scored four and got six assists. Mm. The, so they the affect kept, they affect the game, but from a statistical point of view, they might not get. Yeah, they're a bit of a, a bit of a letdown. Now, the, the only good thing from their point, they're, they're both, they'll both be cheap. They'll both be really cheap, and they'll get and they'll get game time. Harrison played a lot of games. Like they both played a lot of games last year. Harrison was pretty much, I think he, he more or less played every single game for us last year. So in theory, you would think that he's going to play a lot of games this year coming up as well, and he will create chances and and he will you know chip in with a few goals and assists. It's just whether you whether you have other options that you think might be better, but he, he won't be expensive. I think what, what was he, about five five something five like and a half? I think something like that. They're, they're all basically the same price, like you said. Yeah, across the but apart from like interestingly, Hernandez is the he's the six million player in in, in our midfield. I think. What's his in, first name? Pablo Hernandez. It's Pablo, right? Because I just yeah, got, I confused myself because I just talked about Ernel Hernandez. Yeah, Ernel. Yeah. So Pablo Hernandez. Now he's he's is he your main man? The most creative player we've got, right? Yeah, he's 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 the one who he he, he will um, create more chances than anyone else when he's playing in the side. The big caveat to that is he's thirty five years old now, so he ain't going to play every game. Yeah, I did see that actually. It did surprise me because he was with Swansea, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like a winger at Swansea mm. when they signed him when they were back in the Premier League. Uh, quite a while it was when Gary Monk was there, which is why yeah. we got hold of him because Monk was our manager for a bit and. Brought him back in, um, but he's he, he's by comfortably our our kind of what you would say our best player really. Um, it, it, certainly from the of the players that came up with Leeds, he's the best player. Not, I think nine goals, nine assists last year. Uh, has I think in the time that Bielsa has been at Leeds, so like two seasons that Bielsa has been at Leeds, he's created more chances than any other Championship player. Right. Okay. Um, so so he's comfortably the most creative, and he's the one who they'll always go to kind of find that defence splitting pass or the one that will pick up and a, a defence that's that's sat deep and, and trying to close us down. Like I say, though, he's 35 years old now, so he's not going to play 38 games for you. He's going to be someone who will either, you know, chip, maybe play half the games from the start and then maybe come off the bench for a few as well. So it just depends whether you think six million is worth it for someone who might not might not play as much as you were hoping he was going to do. Because you got Click on there. Yeah. Who's Click? I clicked on his name. Were he... Ma- Mateus Click. Mateus yeah. Click. What was he like last season? Or was he? Um, he, he he's uh, easy kind of box to box midfielder. I guess you'd describe him as. He's the kind of link man. So he's he's going to be he's he's you know kind of massive engine runs around a lot. You know, always free to collect the ball, and he's this kind of 
conduit really for us playing well. If he's playing well, then Leeds tend to play so he's well. A bit of a number eight then in that. He is, yeah, mind. very much a number eight. But but what you're not going to get from him necessarily is assists and goals. He is the pass before the assist kind of man. He's your favourite type of player. Well, exactly. Yeah, the most frustrating player in fantasy football. <laughs> the one who you know in your head is yeah. a brilliant footballer. Brilliant, but just. Just and without them, the team can't work. Exactly, but they're, they're dog shit for fantasy football. <laughs> um, Hashtag dog shit for yeah, fantasy exactly. football. Yeah, exactly. No, he's good. Click, he's got... And the one thing you'll definitely have on your side if if you were to put Click in is that he he played all but one and started all but one of our... Um, actually, saying that, he's he, he started all but one of every league game Leeds have played under Bielsa. Right. Uh, he, he, I think he played something like 90-odd games on the bounce for Leeds without dropping out of the starting eleven. So there's a very good chance that you know you'll get potentially 37, 38 games, barring injury or suspension, you'll get probably 38 games out of click next year. And he will chip in because he can he's got a shot on him and he's he's more than capable of getting assists. Plus there's a very good chance that when he's on the pitch you'll be our penalty taker. Now forwards, you don't leads don't do forwards these days. Uh, <laughs> last season, you didn't even play with one. Well, Patrick <laughs> Bamford was there, but yeah, I wouldn't really yeah. class him as a forward personally. Uh, be- best opposition defender on the pitch. <laughs> I mean. Um, He's the best player in his bedroom, though, isn't he, Patrick Bamford? <laughs> I, it, I feel bad. Like it, it, it's it's very on vogue or in vogue to pan <laughs> Patrick Bamford because he does miss a, just a ludicrous amount of chances for a for a kind of centre forward that's playing for a a top. Well, we were certainly were last season yeah. like top of the table side. I mean, he scored sixteen goals last year. He should have scored twenty six goals yeah. is the is the reality of it. He there were I mean there were points where it wasn't just that he was missing boatloads of chances. He was getting in the way of other players scoring. <laughs> like he would, it just everything seemed to go wrong for him at times. But the thing about him is, and and this again feeds into that narrative of you know players who are effective for a team but offer nothing for fantasy football. Um, it's his work rate that Bielsa wants yeah, in the side, and that that it's the kind of he he operates as a as an integral cog in the side because he drops deep and he he harasses the centre backs and he's he never stops running. So you know if if you were playing a fantasy football version where for every you know kilometre that he covered you get a point, then Patrick Bamford would definitely be worth having in your side because he's a proper workhorse. But so for those just, people of a well, actually, because when he was a youngster at Chelsea, he was kind of billed as sort of a luxury forward, wasn't he? But he's yeah, obviously had yeah. to change his game because he doesn't score. So now he's fallen into the mould of a uh, Paul Dickoff sort of player. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think you're probably, you're probably right. <laughs> he's, he's a bit more, the, the thing is, he's Dickoff, but maybe slightly more intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> so, so a bit more class about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if Dickoff could play four instruments and speak three languages, then yeah, he'd probably be Patrick Bamford. <laughs> but the, the thing I again he'll play he'll start he will be our first choice regardless of the fact that we've and I'm sure we're going to come on to him in a yeah, minute yeah. but despite the fact that we've signed our you know our broken our transfer record to bring in Spain's number nine uh, Patrick Bamford will start the season I can guarantee you that because Bielsa loves him 
and and he's he is very much kind of one for sticking loyal to the players that have yeah. performed well for him in the past. So I, I can guarantee you now, Anfield first day of the season, Patrick Bamford will be will be leading the line for Leeds United. Oh, he's so, going to score! Really? Know, he's going to score! Know. But but the thing is, he 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 could he like, genuinely as frustrating as he was all of last season, Bamford could could like could genuinely hit like Chris Wood. Uh, numbers this year right yeah that's good like point. that that kind of level where he could score you know 13 14 goals for you uh and and be a very useful kind of second stri- if, if you've got like a, a, a whatever whether it's draft or you've got fantasy premier league that you're trying to do if you've got like you want to splash because inevitably people are going to splash out on midfielders because that's where the value is you know you've got you've got Salah and De Bruyne and Fernandez and Mane and a lot of those players who are essentially strikers but playing in midfield positions mm. But if you've got like a, you want to splash out on Aubameyang, um, or, or you're going to have Vardy, then Bamford could well be a very useful second striker for you to have in your side. And he's going to play. He's going to play. He is. That's he is certainly thing. going to play. Yeah. Right. So Bamford aside, mm. are you excited to uh, receive the player that is Rodrigo? Uh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's like a a different level to what I was expecting we'd sign this summer. I, he is, I didn't he's think still playing shocked. for Spain, right? Yeah, he, he started both of their last two internationals as, as number nine. So he's, he's Spain's starting number nine, <laughs> which is not is not something you would... I mean, if you'd sat me down when we sealed promotion and said, all right, here's how it's going to happen. You're going to spend three or four weeks talking about signing a few players from the championship. You're going to be sniffing around Ollie Watkins from Brentford. Yeah. And then suddenly you're going to have Spain's number nine come and join you for 27, 28 million or whatever. I mean, that it's a whole different level to what I think any promoted side can realistically expect to do. I don't think many other promoted sides would have. I mean, Wolves are a good example. Wolves came up and because of what they've got back in them and because they're, they're kind of clearly pushing the button yeah. in terms of uh, tapping Mendes up and getting a lot of his stable on board, but I, I think your average promoted side don't sign Spain's first choice. No, it, no, that's why I was confused. I had to double check it was the same one because uh, Rodrigo he's had an interesting journey, wasn't he? Because he was at Bolton years ago. <laughs> yeah, he was on loan at Bolton. Yeah. this? So it doesn't really work out for him there. And then I think England played Spain a few years back. Yeah, and that's when Rodrigo really hit. Yeah, he, he scored. Yeah, he scored yeah. against England, and yeah. he was really sort of regarded as one of the best in Europe. Well, I, I didn't. I'll be honest. I, I knew of him, but I didn't know a huge amount about him or or what kind of pedigree he had. I mean, I you, you knew that he played for Spain, and I knew that he had he obviously had a lot of ability. Um, but having since like read up on him after him signing and having spoken to, we, we've got a, a guy at work, a guy called Andy West, who's like a big Spanish football writer right. who does a lot of stuff for us on La Liga and you know, particularly stuff about Messi recently and what have you. But he was saying, I, I emailed him and was asking him about it. And he said, oh, he's a fantastic footballer. Uh, Rodrigo, he is um, like as, as a, as this kind of, uh, workhorse like uh, workhorse makes him that's probably doing uh, doing a misservice to some extent but uh, like link up centre forward is as good as you're going to find right yeah that's exactly what really. Bielsa wants isn't it really exactly and and but, but uh, I mean true to form much like we've just been talking about with Bamford the one accusation against Rodrigo Moreno is that he doesn't score enough 
um, and so. But that's not what Bielsa is about. Bielsa is about the team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And as long as the but, team scores. And if we create the amount of chances that we, you know, even if we create close to or you know, kind of three quarters of the amount of chances that we did last season in against you know teams in the Premier League, then you've got to imagine someone of his quality will find the net on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. You'd say so. Plus, plus also he creates he creates a lot for other players. I think he, he had like nine assists last year in, you know, maybe 20, 20 games, 22 games for, for Valencia. So he, he creates a lot of chances for other players as well. So what would you say a typical Leeds United goal under Bielsa is like? Yeah, uh, our our like kind of stock move. Like, I don't you you ever see like the, the you watch Manchester City on a regular basis, and they create an awful lot of these goals where it's uh, you use yeah usually it's like Silva or De Bruyne playing a little ball through inside the fullback for Sterling or Sane or whoever the wide player is to latch onto, and then it's a little ball across the across the kind of box for someone to tap it in. And they create a lot of these kind of goals from from that kind of situation. It's like little crosses across the yeah. box. Now Leeds try to do a similar thing. So a lot of our chances get created from wide positions, from little cro- like crosses into the box. We, I mean, again, this this is where the frustration of Leeds come in. You 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 look at any kind of statistical breakdown of them, and there are so many crosses that go begging, like and, and don't end up getting scored. But that's where the majority of our kind of chances come from. It's that little ball. Across the across the kind of six yard box for looking for someone to finish it off. Good, finish me off. Yeah. Speaking of finishing off, I think we're just about finished. Excellent. But before we go, if you could only choose three Leeds players for your fantasy team, yeah, who would it be? Um, Not I, from your heart, from your head. For, yeah, from my um, statistical. I'd be. I mean, I'd be tempted to 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 have both Ailing and Dallas in there, but that might be a little bit too much of a gamble um, as regards because you just don't know how Leeds. I mean, in theory, if Leeds do well at the back, then having both of them in is an absolute bonus because they're both cheap. I'd, I'd I think that Dallas is possibly the one I would choose uh, from the defence. I'd have Dallas in. Um, I'd give I'd give Click a go uh, because he is. Granted, he might be he might frustrate you a little bit, and he might end up being that man before the assist. But he's going to play, and he has got a, he has got a shot on him. And let's see, he takes penalties as well. So oh, play. Oh, okay. and I and I would I would maybe I mean there's a bit of I've got Rodrigo go, go for Rodrigo. Got to be, Rodrigo, be right because because he he is a he is a class above anything else that we've got in our squad. Yeah, um, he, he is the, he is going to be the best player. In our team, so uh, yeah, I'd give Rodrigo go. And who takes the corners? Um, Phillips take, was taking quite a lot of the corners. Hernandez will get involved in a lot of that as well if he's on the pitch. Um, but yeah, F- Phillips was taking quite a lot of our corners last season. But I can tell you this now: we don't score from corners. No, oh, okay. I think I think we've scored from one all last season. Like it became a bit of a running joke. For Leeds, but we don't we don't score from corners and or set pieces really. Don't need to, mate. You lead to no, United. Exactly, no, 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 exactly, mate. Well, lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me, Phil. 
Um, I'll see you on Thursday for the draft. (laughs) Yeah, when all the shit hits the fan. This is going to be so much shit hitting the fan. Oh, man. I was trying to build my, um, I was trying to build my, like, kind of plan or my strategy for how I was going to do it. And it's just, it gets, I think as Nathan was saying on on WhatsApp, it gets messy really quickly. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I've, I've got a dirty list. I've got, I've got the obvious ones, which I sort of roll my eyes at. Like, I better take those because they're good, you know, like your big but, names. But the obvious list is, too, too often you look at that obvious list and you go, yeah, but, you know, the vast majority of those aren't coming anywhere near my side. No, I'll get no. I'll get one of them and I'll probably balls up the selection of that one as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll discuss this further because we are going to have a, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a name for the draft podcast we'll do with all the lads. Right. That's, sausage fest or something i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah we'll discuss it for but for now i'll leave you to it thanks again phil no worries mate anytime so that was my nice conversation with phil and um it's always a delight talking to him, actually. And I feel, no pun intended, but massively intended, I feel now with this new found Leeds knowledge, um, I can use that to destroy my other mates at Fantasy League. So that's good. That's good. It's a positive thing for the world. Uh, I found it quite interesting, actually, about the Stuart Dallas, about Stuart Dallas being potentially a new Lundstrom in the sense that Oh, hang on a minute. Someone's drilling. Someone's definitely drilling in my kitchen. I'll just carry on. I managed to convince my landlord to fit a new kitchen, so this is the, my penance. But it's okay. We'll just carry on as normal. Um, yeah, Stuart Dallas could be the new Lundstrom. Basically, he's Bielsa's boy, so he's going to find a place for him in the team. So that's, he could be a useful player. And uh, And there's the drill. Okay. Uh, I mentioned at the end as well, um, mentioned Phil was going to be part of a draft podcast. That is true. Now, the draft podcast is, uh, as well as Phil's other friends, and they are competent people. Wouldn't have them on the show if they weren't competent and interesting and funny. Uh, And they are pretty good fun, actually. So that would be good. And that'd be every week. And the name is going to be Das Boot Room, like as in Das Boot Room. See, to think I think of these ideas all by myself. Uh, yeah. And that's it. And obviously, don't forget, there's going to be an FPL podcast as well. And that's a different group of lads. And they are seriously, they seriously know their stuff. I mean, they don't like to be called experts, but I think they are. And because I'm new to FPL, they're walking me through it, really. Because, um, again, once I learn those skills, then I can destroy them. It's a lot of destruction going on this year, hopefully. I am excited. Bye.